It's the Talking Games Podcast. Welcome back. This is episode 85 of the Talking Games Podcast. Me, your host, I'm Adrian. It is Sunday, 13th of November. My God, where has this year gone, Bam? Oh, man. It's kind yeah, of it's really going by way, way too fast. Way too it's fast. six weeks. It's Christmas. Mm, the, it's the most wonderful time of the year. Oh, mate, I don't even want to think about it. <laughs> I, I fucking hate this time of year. There's already Christmas trees up. Mate, I've spent £400 in three days on Christmas presents. Mm-hmm. As you should, as you should. And, and in about a week, yeah, in about two weeks, I've got another £300 coming. That's also going on Christmas presents. So I'm looking at at least a grand <laughs> for two people. <laughs> That's not even everybody, right? That's not even everybody. I've got I've got nieces and nephews. I've just but the thing is I bought Callum and Chloe presents. I still need your address to send yours to. I got you. I feel your pain though. And uh, you know, like I was saying last week, man, you would hate to come to my house because Christmas tree decorations, uh, snowman activities are going down. Oh. <laughs> I don't. I don't. I'm getting too old, man. I'm get, I'm only a few years older than you. I know, but I'm getting too old for all this. Yeah, yeah. I ha- I hate this time of year because it's always money and it's always it's always money. People want money out of my pocket and I'm spending mm-hmm. like a grand, two grand a year on Christmas. Yeah. And people for an eight year right? old. For and an eight year old. And people also forget, right, is that the bills never stop throughout No, no <laughs> yeah, throughout you Christmas. Know what I mean? so. I'm, I'm still paying out the arse for all the bills I've already got and I've got to find the extra on top of that for oh, mate. I've I've had a the good thing is though, he doesn't know this yet, but he's getting an next gen console this year. Hey, what you get in Series S? Yeah, uh, yeah, I have to go to Series. I'm not getting him the X. Yeah, because he doesn't play disc anyway. The only game he plays is Fortnite. It just feels like a waste. Yeah, I'm thinking about getting getting my kids a next gen Xbox as well. You know, when they can share it. Because right now, you know, they just use my old PS4, my old Xbox, and mm-hmm. um, they both like playing Minecraft, Roblox, you know, Fortnite, just yeah. the regular stuff. So yeah, you don't even really need this for them either because you can get most of them on uh, digital. Mm-hmm. Like Game Plus Pass. Game Pass is really a, exactly Game Pass is like an angel just sent from heaven. So. Do you know? I figured something out this past week. I was looking at um, trying to get Game Pass on his console because he hasn't had it. Mm-hmm. But I've got Game Pass. If you set up your account on their Xbox and have Game Pass on your account, it transfers Game Pass onto their account, and they don't even you don't need to pay for two. Oh yeah, facts. I've been doing that for years. I that's, did not know that. <laughs> that's the whole game sharing. I was paying for so two subscriptions. <laughs> that's like that's like the whole game sharing aspect. So like even if like even before that, even if you did that like back on the 360, because this has been a this has been in play for like generations. So even going back to the 360 and the PS3, because you can do the same thing on PlayStation, even on the Switch. It's a bit different on the Switch, but if you give somebody your account and, and like if they go into the settings and set that account to be set as their home console, they yeah. get access to all your games. And then the other that. person the other person, or you would take their account and do that, and then in that way, like let's say me and you are game sharing, right? Mm-hmm. And like you know, games are seven is like seventy bucks a pop now. So if we want to go half and half, or let's say I want to buy Call of Duty this month, and then you buy God of War this month, you see what I'm saying? So you could save yeah. money that way. That's what a lot of people. I did are not. I did not know that. I did not know that, and I blame all of you guys for not telling me this. <laughs> I've been paying twenty two pound a month. Oh man, that's that's crazy. <laughs> oh, somebody here told me. Uh, <laughs> I, I did bad. have a yeah, thanks, thanks. <laughs> uh, before we uh, carry on with the regular stuff, uh, I have a question this week for me. Woman named Louise. I don't know your last name. Sorry, you didn't leave one. Uh, she wanted to know why I'm called Major. Uh, 
There's a, there's a fairly simple reason for this. The first reason is, as you know, I was in the army. Uh, and the rank I wanted to finish my career off on was Major, which is why I changed my... It's actually my gamer tag is Major Pain. That is my gamer tag. Um, because of that, I became Major. The reason I was always called Major Pain is because my mum always called me a Major Pain in the butt. That's another hmm. reason. And thirdly, if you guys remember back in the old days when we were ICU gamer, uh, because of IC Online, we were the gaming department, uh, the main guy, the guy who owned the company, was known as the general. And in the army, the person that runs the team is called major, who is the major, the major who runs the runs the platoon, so to speak. Uh, he's a guy that does all the work. So mm-hmm. I became the major. That is essentially why I'm called the major. That I always I'll figured, answer your question. I always figured you were called the major because, well, because like your name was Major Payne was because you always. I thought maybe you was just a big fan of that old school movie. Well, that that too, I was a fan of that, but that's not the reason why. The reason mm. why is because of old days. I was in the army, and obviously ICU gamer because it was ICU gamer. It was meant to be first person shooters, so we kind of had the fps sort of names running throughout like we had a guy who was on previously rogue uh there was another guy whose nickname was battle so it was all supposed to be sort of military you know yeah a bunch of military yeah. jargon I, I get it yeah yeah uh but that's the reason why i hope that answers your question anyway uh the end of year nominations are uh, i'm going to announce them now uh, the nominations that have been finalised. We only had 91 votes, Bam, and I'm very, very disappointed that you guys, the own, the, the the team on this on this platform, did not vote because <laughs> I was trying to get 100. I wanted 100 votes. You, Callum, is the voting Chloe, done already? It's finished. Finished two days ago. We had 91 nominations, mm. and I'm fine with that. We did have one person who decided we're just going to write scribble in the boxes. Yeah. Vote ain't gonna count anyway. It was stupid and waste of time. But uh, we have had the voting nominations. I have finally put them together. I have got a hell of a lot of work this week. So please, no one send me anything asking me if you'd help them with something because I just don't have the time. But uh, the game of the year nominations have been finalised. Um, this is down top six. So there was a whole bunch of suggestions, but I've taken the top six from each. So. Uh, Game of the Year nominations are Elden Ring, God of War, Cult of the Lamb, Stray, Horizon Forbidden West, Lego Star Wars, Skywalker Saga. Those are your top six Game of the Year. Uh, That's a good list. Yeah. Indie Game of the Year, Arcade Paradise, Tunic, Cult of the Lamb again, which is the only game that's been nominated twice for two categories, Uh, Shredder's Revenge, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Let's Build a Zoo, and Sifu. Those are the top six indie titles. Publishers this year uh, is unsurprising. Warner Brothers Games is the top one. Sega, PlayStation, Bandai Namco, Wired Productions, and Devolver Digital. Uh, platforms remain the same every year. You guys know what they are already, so I'm not going to go through them. Mobile Game of the Year. Uh, Among Us was number one. That got a hefty number of votes. Uh, Civilization Six, Tower of Fantasy. Inside, I don't know when Inside came out, but I've heard it's twenty. It came out a while ago. That yeah, like Among Us. Wow. Somebody, some, somebody voted among. Somebody voted Inside. Mobile nominations were a bit thin, thin and far between, so I had to take. There was only about eight, eight of them, and Inside yeah. got two. So, if you, if you guys want me to put it down, I will put it down. This is up to you. Dungeons of Dreadrock and Marvel Snap. 
those are the top six mobile. Uh, worst game of the year. This is unsurprising. Uh, although, bad news to Blizzard. Uh, Diablo Immortal and Overwatch 2. <laughs> Sucks to be Blizzard. Uh, Battlefield 2042, Crossfire X, Babylon's Fall, and Chocobo GP. Uh, most anticipated, Starfield, Hogwarts Legacy, Dead Island 2, Callisto Protocol. Hey, how you doing? This is Editing Major. Just to let you know, we've had to take uh, Callisto Protocol out of the most anticipated because the cutoff is the 1st of January 2023 for most anticipated. Uh, it's been replaced now by Avowed. Just to let you know. All right, back to the podcast. So, yeah, those are your Game of the Year nominations voted for by you. The voting will start on the 16th, so you've only got three days. It's Wednesday it launches. That will coincide with the midweek. I did do another midweek roundup this week. Uh, the first time we've done one in a while, so I thought I'd do one to uh, help you guys because we haven't done a, a midweek podcast in a few weeks. So I did a midweek episode instead. Anyway, news-wise, uh, it's been a bit of a busy week this week, man. What have you been playing this week, by the way? Because I've been, been playing, playing a lot of games, man. I've but been playing Sonic Frontiers. Sonic Frontiers. Uh, thank you so much to Sega. I nearly cried when they sent me that. I didn't think I was getting one. Uh, fortunately, mm. Callum did buy a copy beforehand. Uh, sucks to be him. Uh, I got it for free. But uh, that review is coming next week, by the way, guys. But, uh, yes, I've been playing Sonic Frontiers. I'm enjoying it so far. I will say the pop-in and all the graphic er- errors that people have suggested is factual. <laughs> it's, the game is riddled with pop-in. Um, but uh, I will say the, also the controls are not great either because there's issues with the jump. And it's really bugging me where you have to basically to get a jump, you have to jump on one of the buttons that launch you up in the sky and then press R2 to boost or RT if you're on PlayStation. uh, And it will jump you all the way over towards the thing. The only issue is, is that on most occasions, either you're too far away to make that boost or you go off in a completely other direction from where you actually want to go, regardless if you're pressing it the right way anyway. It's I'm not swearing. It's irritating. It's really irritating. What about you, Ben? What have you been playing? Oh, so that's how you've been playing it, Sonic? Just Sonic. <laughs> I've got a review okay. still for, um, what's that game called? Gunfire Reborn. I will have that review up tomorrow, guys. I know I was supposed to do it yesterday, but I got a little sidetracked with Sonic. <laughs> I've been waiting for this game for six months, Ben. Don't sue me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I've been playing uh, I've been playing a lot, man. I, I just finished up Mario Rabbit Sparks of Hope. That came out last oh. week. Yeah, I finished that up uh, yesterday. I've been playing Sonic as well. Really, I'm really enjoying all the uh, the, all those challenges because they take you back to like they got a couple of like old school 2D 2D Sonic maps on there. So yeah, really been enjoying that. And then I've been playing God of War Ragnarok. I have not got PS5. I was going to get it on PS4, but I just can't be bothered. I want a PS5, but I've been dying to get God of War because I've heard such good things. Oh yeah. It's definitely good. I probably, I probably say, I probably say some, some of my impressions, you know, without spoiling mm. anything. Probably because I know that's one, one of the topics is God of War. So I'll probably, uh, I'll probably wait, yeah. and then I'll give my impressions about that later on. But yeah, I'm we did, we did it. ask for uh, Ubisoft to send us a Mario Rabbids, and they never responded. So I'm very unhappy with you, Ubisoft. You would have had a review by now from us. I'm it's fine. a good game, man. I'm taking way better than the first list. game. <laughs> I'm going to take them off my Christmas list. I'm very unhappy with them. <laughs> put, them uh, put them in the naughty list. 
Yes, they're going to go on the naughty list. I'll be sending Ubisoft a bag of cold this year. Anyway, uh, <laughs> sad news this week. Uh, Kevin Conroy, the voice of Batman from the anime cartoons, died age 66. Uh, did you watch the old Batman cartoons? Carson, I watched them on a Saturday morning. I watched them, but I mean, I'm, I've never been one to really care about celebrities passing away. I know that sounds a bit, I know that sounds a bit uh, rude or whatever. You know what I mean? But I mean... Yeah. People. I mean, you, usually, usually I don't give a care. I don't care at all. Yeah. Like if I, if it's a celebrity I know and I love, then it kind of hits me in the in the bread basket. It hits me in the stomach because it's it's something that I've enjoyed their work and then they're gone. It's like, oh. yeah. But in this case, Kevin Conroy, I did not know the actor. I know the voice. I know the. Uh, he was the voice of also Batman Arkham and the Injustice series. Yep. So he's voiced all the mm-hmm. games as well. Yeah, he did. He did a great job, man. He was a really good voice actor. But I, I mean, I don't know, man. Like, did they say how he passed away, or was he just like sick? Uh, no, he just said they passed away on a Facebook post on Friday. That's mm. all. That's all the family come out. He said he'd be sorely missed, just not not just by the cast of the series, but his legion of fans. Yeah. Uh, he's been ill for a while, but they didn't say what exactly it was. Uh, what it was referring to DC also uh, sent their well wishes to the family. Uh, yeah. Which is very nice. That big companies don't usually do that. It shows they uh, right. He he made a lasting impression there, which is a good thing. It's sad. Rest in peace, Kevin Conroy. Uh, it's that's it's a bane of my childhood because I was a big anime Batman fan when I was little. Yeah, I remember we was talking about this on one of these episodes, man. Uh, remember, I, I think I think it was just me, you, and Chloe in, in the episode. Mm. But anyway, like we were, we were speaking about how it seems like everybody. You know, like like the older you get, it's kind of like a, it's like a gift and a curse. You know, when you're a kid, you want to be older, but the older you get, you know, the the more you start seeing everybody you grew up with, or the people who you idolize, or the stuff that like you love, you you know, stuff just starts be like going away. You know what yeah. I mean? So it's yeah. like it's, it's it kind of hurts, you know, seeing a lot of things that we grew up on, just, they don't exist anymore. Yeah, it reminds me. I feel like Joey from Friends. You know, when he starts screaming, go why God? Yeah. There's, it's, it's everybody's dying. Literally everybody mm-hmm. I ever grew up on, all the celebrities, all the actors, all the all the guys that did all the cartoons and stuff, they're all gone. It sucks. Yeah. And it feels like it was all meaningless in the beginning. Anyway, um, yeah, rest in peace, Kevin Conroy. 66 is a bit too young, in my opinion. I oh, wouldn't yeah. go before at least 75, at the earliest. Yeah, that's, anyway. that's really young. Yeah. 66 is still... You've only just retired at 66. It doesn't feel... Mm-hmm. You're still walking around. You know, you're know. Yeah. finally starting to go on those you know, vacations. You, you, you're not at the age where you can tell people to fuck off <laughs> and get away with it. Yeah. <laughs> get Shit your pants and get someone else to clean it. That's the age mm-hmm. I want to be at. When I hit that age, that's when I'm time to go. Not this young. I hope that's... Yeah. Anyway, uh, Sonic Frontiers uh, has been a raving success, apparently. Uh, it's smashed the series record for concurrent Steam players. Uh, it's now being considered by the game director as a global playtest. Uh, they're looking at improvements, graphical and otherwise. Uh, they're looking to add more DLC. And it's likely that this will be the basis for a sequel. Uh, Miyoro Kishimoto said the Sonic team is taking feedback from players and critics and using that to build on the game. Uh, in a post of a tweet on Friday, he said the Sonic team was studying the feedback and taking it all into account. He said he considers Sonic Frontiers a global playtest for what's to come. Uh, doesn't consider the game's release to be the end of the story. They said we've been busy since the release date. I'm relieved that the release date has arrived and the game seems to have reached everyone safely. I don't know how it wouldn't do. 
<laughs> we do <laughs> launching right. it from a catapult. Uh, we, right. <laughs> we are checking the opinions of the critics and players. If you pointed out, there are still errors which are not quite there yet. We will take this seriously as a global playtest. It'll be interesting if they're using this because the game is good. I'm not saying it's bad. It's not bad. It's still quite good. It's not game of the year worthy though, which is unfortunate because I would have thought, considering all the hype that was built for this, that it would have at least been in contention. It's not. Nowhere near. This game's far surpassing this from studios who had half the budget. So I'm disappointed a little bit. I think it's a solid 8 out of 10. I'm not saying it's any more than that. I really don't think it is. That's a high score, man. Yeah. it's. I mean, God of War, Elden Ring, Eight Cult of the Land. Yeah. They're all 9s nines, nines and 10s. Yeah. They're Do you think uh, Cult of the Land would be a game of the, like, I know... You know, people. I know it's going to be indie game of the year, but do you think that that game is going to be involved in the game of the year conversation? You know, like these big outlets. I think it might be. I mean, this it's it's a silent contender. There's companies like IGN and and Games Radar. They usually go for the games that are indie title that have a good following that people loved it, and they use that and they basically. They, I mean, if you look at the IGN review, it was a 9 out of 10 on IGN. It's had a very mm-hmm. good Metacritic score. Unfortunately, it has not been kept up in the same sort of conversation as Elden Ring and God of War. I think those two are, are really, it's, it's between those two. I don't really see any other oh, yeah, game breaking that. Yeah. Which, otherwise, other than that, I think Cult of the Lamb is sort of on the precipice of being a game changer for Devolver because since they've gone on the stock market and they've become a publicly traded company, Cult of the Lamb has really been their standout release this year. Yes, they've had others. They've had a lot of other games this year, but Cult of the Lamb really, for me, has been their standout. And if it doesn't get at least a nomination this year for Game of the Year in the Game of the Year Awards or Game Awards, I'll be very, very surprised. Is absolutely worthy of a nomination at the very least. Yeah, I'm trying to think though, because it's like I feel like uh, what's his name, uh, Jeff Keighley. Mm. They always, they always snuff. I, I don't, I don't want to say snuff, but they always hinder these games from winning these types from like from from being part of that big conversation, and yeah. they put them into their own category, which is indie game of the year, yeah. or you know what I'm saying, like like they'll yeah. do like uh, best best art design. Stuff like I, that. I don't I don't like awards where they do art design and music and stuff. Yes, it's nice to to credit the people that have worked on the music or the art and stuff, but games like Cult of the Lamb are not meant to be artistically, you know, they're not going to be able to compete with games like Horizon and God of War for graphics because that's not what they're built for. The whole point of Indie Game of the Year is to give credit to the indie games which are not going to be able to compete with the big games that released that are going to get nominees regardless god of war i mean tunic should be in that conversation it's not Mm -hmm. arcade paradise should be in that conversation but it's not so that's why we also do indie game of the year because we can't have 12 suggestions for game of the year it's impossible so yes we do in i mean they do indie game of the year i do not like the fact that they have all this art direction they just give they basically give it platitudes with here's a here's a award for best music I can't yeah. stand awards like that. Just, if the game's good, give it an award. 
don't give yeah. it an award for just because one thing is good out of it and therefore here's, here's an award for art direction and somebody mm-hmm. did a good voice actor in this in this scene it's ridiculous yeah because they've been doing that same thing uh i feel like i feel like now i will say i feel like you know jeff Keighley's awards have been snuffing the hell out of nintendo mm-hmm. for decades oh yes because because like instead of putting them into that conversation they're always held to family game or like best party game you, you mm. know what i mean like games like xenoblade 3 and like even if you look at last year with like jrpgs jrpgs never really get that amount of love that i feel like they should get because games like tales of arise wasn't even in the conversation and people love that game yeah i mean i i understand why they don't include nintendo i mean nintendo hasn't had a huge amount of releases this year first party wise that they can really call up as a, yeah, as a game of the year. It's coming out though, right? So you mm. had Xenoblade Chronicles 3, which nobody knew about. That game no. was basically shadow dropped and it came out this year. You had Kirby. People people also love that game. You got you got a uh, Triangle Strategy, which is probably one of the best strategy games to come out this year. I absolutely love that game. And then you got Pokémon coming out next week. So it's like mm. I I, I I I completely forgot Xenoblade Chronicles existed. That's my bad. <laughs> Yeah, so so it, it's kind of like uh, I understand that like maybe you know like those games aren't as graphical as a God of War or as a or like as a Horizon Forbidden West, so they don't take leaps and bounds for like series unless it's a Zelda game or a Mario game. And I feel like that's really the only time anybody really acknowledges Nintendo is whenever they drop a Mario or a Zelda game because mm-hmm. me and you both know next year when that when that Breath of the Wild two comes out or Tales of the Kingdom or, or, or like Tears from like the Kingdom, whenever yeah. that game drops, that game is gonna be that thing is going to do numbers. You know what I mean? Yeah. I know it is most anticipated. It's dropping next year. I'm, I'm, if if it that needs to probably win an award, because I don't think it's going to be able to beat Starfield, but it mm-hmm. should be in the conversation. I don't think Jeff Keighley is going to even include it. They, do you know how many people they've got the supply nominations? And I've been trying to get a nomination to this for the last couple of years, but they have 140 people that do the nominations and are on the judging panel. 140 people. Yeah, that's a lot. That's a, that's a lot of people, and they all have to agree as well on like the top four, top five, whichever it is we're even giving you. I wonder Which... how they, I wonder how that how they like like how they work that because do these people play these games or or like are uh, they just ha- looking at, at articles like like mm. what's going on with that? Half of them are journalists, so game journalists. There's a number of people that run like the directors of like IGN and Video Games Chronicle or Read Pop, if you so speak. The people that run the big companies, they're on it, which doesn't mm-hmm. really seem fair to me because half of these people that run these companies aren't really gamers themselves. They're journalists. Exactly. They got yeah. into journalism and they had the money and they bought set up their own company. Eventually, I'd like to be in that position, but I can effectively call myself a journalist. The only issue is, is that they've got so many people making these decisions it doesn't feel like it's fair for the big guys to then say this game is game of the year because you're missing out there's over a thousand games released each year and i guarantee you three quarters of that is indie titles they're not even looking at most of them not even considering it and there's been so many great ones this year then I I doubt very much they'll even be even considered for game of the year, and they're absolutely worthy of them. RK Paradise, for example, is a solid nine out of ten game. Mm. Easily loved it. It's got cheat codes from the original Konami. Is in that 
they've got hidden stuff in that game. I'm not going to give too much away because you have to go out and find this yourself. It just ruin it otherwise. But there's hidden stuff in that game you'd never otherwise know about. Right. You have to go look for it. That game is ingenious. I guarantee it won't even be in the conversation. Not even close. Which That's sucks. That really sucks. Because these people aren't looking at those games. They're looking at what's... When they make a nomination, it's usually what's done them the most traffic is what they base their opinions off. If they've seen that like a million people have looked at an article for God of War and only 200,000 have looked at an article for Arcade Paradise, they're not going to go with Arcade Paradise. They're going to go with God of War as their mm-hmm. nomination. That is what they base it off. And it sucks. Because even though they've rated it, a lot of places rated God of War five stars, there's still issues with it. It's not by any means, nothing's ever perfect, but they're calling it perfect because it does the most traffic. Yeah. That just sounds wrong. It's wrong. And that's why I don't like the Game Awards. I don't like the big conventions because they've basically copy and pasted the award shows from the movies and TV. That's all they've done. And they've put said it's the Game Awards, but it's, it's, it's essentially the BAFTAs. In a way. Right. Yeah. Or the VMAs. It's the same thing. They can call it something like, else, but it's not. I feel like I feel like Jeff Keighley definitely helped. Because uh, I don't know like if you remember that that game of the year show before, like back when it was on Spikes, Spike yeah. uh, Spike TV, back when it was just the video game awards by, yeah. by Spike. Man, that thing used to be a snooze fest, man. It used to be <laughs> absolutely horrendous. Yeah, and do you know why that was? Because Spike TV hadn't a fucking clue what they were doing. <laughs> That's why they shut down. Yeah. They, did, they didn't know anything about anything. They used to host wrestling. They hated wrestling. They used to have music videos. They shut that down because they wanted to have rock and roll when all of the like, really like thrash metal and everyone was crying out for hip-hop. And that was right. like hip hop was the biggest seller, and they were like, "Nah, let's get this guy screaming down the mic." <laughs> <laughs> That's what they wanted. They had they yeah. used to have girls in bikinis, and then they got complaints, and they basically told all the people that were complaining to go fuck themselves, and then they lost a crap ton of of people watching that channel. They just screwed yeah. themselves for every chance. The only I reason they it. did those video game awards on Spike because they saw video games were the big thing. Oh, we've got to do one. They were reactionary. On everything. Yeah, that's why that's mean. That, that's why that show was a snooze fest. I'm still the only reason I watch the game awards is for the reveals. I couldn't give a toss about the actual. Oh, yeah, <laughs> I couldn't give a toss about the actual awards because <laughs> yep. they're meaningless. They don't mean anything. At least mm. on our case, it's come from you guys. We don't make those decisions. You do. So at least you're, you know, you're the ones that are deciding. It's not coming from, you know, 140 gaming journalists who've got a ton of money. You sit at the top end of the company. It's not the actual journalists, like the top end. They're usually in directorships that that make the decisions on those games. But that's the reason why. Uh, Anyway, moving on. Speaking of God of War, uh, apparently collector's editions are shipping without the actual game, Ben. No, you talking about what? Like a physical copy or what? No actual game. (laughs) Yeah, because it's supposed to come come with a digital code. Like it doesn't come with a physical copy. It's supposed to. The top-end no, no, genre no. edition is meant to come with the actual game, and no, it hasn't got no. game. No, like, that was a problem, right? Like, like this was... They talked about this a while ago, right? Is that people... People people was, was complaining about this months ago, you know, like, back when Sony first announced it. It's because yeah. they got a collector's edition, but it doesn't come with, like... You know you know people like like to collect those uh, steel yeah. books. It yeah. does... Like, it just comes with a digital code. 
And the thing yeah, is, but it's in in the steel coat, but it's nothing. In, it's not not even the steel boxes in it. That's crazy. Yeah. It's nothing in it at all. That's horrible. You just <laughs> get that plastic spent, hammer. Oh, mate, a plastic <laughs> hammer. Really, <laughs> it's not even plastic, mate. It's made of foam. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know how many uh, suckers went out went out and and spent what three hundred dollars on that man, like. Yeah. I mean, the only reason I'd ever want that is to add to my gaming wall, but I would not spend £300 on that load of crap. Mm-mm. I've watched several unboxing, just like, there's like a map, and like somebody sitting there and, and whittled into two pieces of wood that looks like it's come off the, the leg of a chair. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I've got a load of furniture here, I need to get rid of it. What can I do? Oh, yeah, let's whittle some stuff for God of War Collector's Edition, just sit there with a knife carving it. And it's not even a good carving either. Looks like it's been done by a blind monkey. It's like it's terrible. It's got like oh, it's, it's just a load of crap. It's a load yeah. of crap, and it, and it's it's a fake hammer that's made of foam as well. It's not even wood. It's not plastic. It's not metal. It's foam. It's like the foam mm-hmm. you get in in mattresses. That's what it is. That's three hundred quid on that. Three hundred pound. Uh, hey man, <laughs> like uh, you know what they say, man. A sucker is born every day. Yes, and, and people yeah. are still thinking all these Sony ponies that PlayStation is wonderful. Yeah. Oh, God. Anyway, uh, publishers portly said it's not been terribly helpful uh, because collector's editions have been turning up with no game codes. Uh, of course, Sony sends out a code and they bite the bullet and buy another copy. Uh, these unfortunate folks are unable to play the game because they spent <laughs> all their savings. $300. That's horrible. <laughs> you know how mad I would be, man, to, to have to order this thing and then you're like, okay. I got to wait. I can't play this at midnight because I have to wait for it. I can't go. You, you know what I mean? So you got to wait yeah. basically another eight hours to even get it because you got to wait for the USPS and hope that they ship it on time. And yeah. then when you finally get it, when you finally get this, you're like, all right, man, <laughs> let me go ahead and bust open this. Look at my little plastic hammer for a little bit. And now I'm going to play the game. And then <laughs> you can't even play the game. And it's not even plastic. <laughs> it gets wet. It's bloody broken. <laughs> she tears it off. Like, oh. That's the worst. That's horrible. I mean, 300 quid, though. You've got a foam hammer, right? A big box display case, which is completely useless for other than putting the stuff that you've got in this in back in that box. Two miniature carvings that look like they've been whittled down from the leg of a chair. Uh, and a set of dice. You mm. spent £300 on a set of dice and a foam hammer. That's horrible. <laughs> <laughs> Have you oh, ever bought foam one of editions for any no. game before? I've only ever bought one, and that was for GTA. Gonna buy five, right? Yeah, GTA 5. And I think I bought one for Assassin's Creed 3 that came yeah. in the big, like, carved box. Because that box is cool, and I've used that since. I've still got it down there on, underneath my desk. It's still here. Yeah. I, that's the only two I've ever bought and I'd never buy another collector's edition because usually they're a pile of crap yes the stuff with statues is alright but I guarantee you in about a week you're going to find that on eBay mm-hmm. for, for a lot less I, I think the only one I've ever bought is Grand Theft Auto 5 and that's because I love hats and that came with like a, like, it was like an official rock snapback. Toss, like yeah. snapback and yeah. I still have it you know what I mean so it's like same, if it's same. something like that, you know, to when I can buy something and, and, and like I can get something physical, like a T-shirt, even if it's just a T-shirt. If if it's two hundred bucks, okay, cool, I can justify having this collect this item T-shirt because I like T-shirts or I like snapbacks, you know what I mean, and I can continue to use this. But just having a a foam hammer to just sit on my wall somewhere, like, nah, man. 
No. <laughs> I mean, I still got that snapback as well, and it's still upstairs in my cupboard. I've never. No. I, that's, I really wanted that hat for some reason. I don't know why, but I wanted that hat, and I bought the collection edition. It cost me 150 quid. But mm-hmm. oh, the other one that was it. The Fallout. I had the uh, the one with the Fallout bracelet. With the, with the yeah. Pit Boy bracelet. Yeah. yeah. Unfortunately, that got wet, and it destroyed it. Which <laughs> sucks. Yeah. But yeah, I had the Pit Boy. Unfortunately, and it went. Uh, but. Um, yeah, Clint's editions. I mean, three hundred pound on that. That's that's a rip off. And half of these people aren't even getting the game. I'd be very, mm. very um angry with Sony for that. Oh yeah. Uh, uh, speaking of new stuff though, Game Master, the TV show revival, uh, is coming back next year for uh, Channel what is Four. That? Uh, it's Game Master. So basically, it started in the nineteen nineties. It basically used to have this old scientist. I don't know whether you guys ever saw him in the US, but he was like this really old um, astrobiologist. And he had like weird one eye, he had like a glass eye and a monocle on the other one. And he was really fat, really old, really wrinkly. And he used to do mm-hmm. a show called Game Master where he'd basically be the judge and two people would sit in front of a crowd. It's basically like early esports, essentially. Um, but this year, Trevor McDonald did it. And then they're bringing it back again for next year. Uh, despite all the buzz around it, though. Uh, there's only three episodes in November. Uh, this is on E4 and E4 YouTube channel. So if you're wondering what Game Master is, you can find it on the E4 YouTube channel. Uh, seems to have not a bit enough of success, so they're re-bringing the series back for next year. It was been originally sponsored by MetaQuest 2, but the deal has no doubt expired by this point. Uh, they said last year we brought Game Master back. It generated 152 million total impressions on social media. Really? That that's what you're basing the decision to bring this show back on social media, not the fact people watched it. No, you 152 impressions. Somebody saw your post. That's just ridiculous. Yeah. Now we want things to take even further. We want to continue to appeal to not just the nostalgic fans of the series, but also to a younger audience, but unaware of the brand heritage on four, which may include you, Bam. But sounds it. Have these people never like? Do they not keep in contact? Like. I know if if they're taking impressions as 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 a vindictive reason to bring something back, are they not paying attention to other things that tried to come out and have failed? Like for for example, G4 TV and people yeah. used to love that, and then they tried to come back and that thing failed. It's like yeah. Well, the reason uh, that I think uh, the reason that thing failed is because Ubisoft really like the shows they were putting on were mainly talk shows. Yeah. It was all it was all talk shows. Everything was a talk show. That's yeah, they didn't even bring so it back. Boring. Like really. Like I don't know if you remember or not, but like back like back when G4 was really at its height, people didn't watch that just to watch uh Attack of the Show and stuff like that. They watched it because Cold Monkeys used to come on. They used to have uh that uh American Ninja Warrior or like Ninja Warrior where like yeah. people would like go through those obstacle courses and, and like G4 TV it was insane. a lot of yeah, like it had like a lot of layers to it. And yeah. When they tried to rebrand and tried to bring it back, I don't know. They just sat down talking, and it was just a bunch of talking around in circles and really about nothing. Yeah. I mean, G4 TV is kind of in the 90s and early 2000s. It it was part of the craze. They did stuff like that. That's what made it popular. But then they bring it back, and they, there's, like, developers talking about development cycles and shit. And mm-hmm. it's, it's just, it was so boring. It's literally put me to sleep. Yeah, this that was, was not a good idea. This is the thing like we were speaking about earlier. When you as you get older, people the people you love die off. This is why you should leave shows like this in the past because the people that worked on that show aren't working on it anymore. 
Yep. It's people who haven't That's got true. a clue. I mean, it sounds to me like it was a lot like TGI Fridays. Do you remember that show where Chris Evans, not Chris Evans, what was his name? The ginger guy with glasses. I never seen that. He and get drunk. There was an old show in the 90s. He used to literally go on TV and just get pissed and talk absolute <laughs> crap. And then they'd yeah. have a rock band in the corner and some girl would flash her boobs. That was that was the show. <laughs> that was the show. It was ridiculous. But it's the early, late 90s, early 2000s TV was undoubtedly the best. Yeah, the different time. Yeah. Uh, Nintendo, uh, before we jump into deals of the week, has talked said about Nintendo accounts and the importance of next-gen hardware. By the sounds of it, we've got confirmation of the uh, Nintendo Switch Pro, man. They're already hinting it. Uh, that's what you're calling it? That's what you're calling it? I'm calling it Nintendo Switch Pro because that's what other let people me give have you, called it. Let me, let me give you a better name. I got you, all right? All I want everybody to, to remember. Okay. You got this from Bam, all right? Super Nintendo Switch. And then even if you even abbreviate it, right? It sounds like SNES, like the Super Nintendo in like like entertainment system. SNS. Hey man. I I'm here all day. It sounds like a venereal disease, like I got that brand new SNS. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> but, not, yeah, but, <laughs> but that's what I've been calling it, man. I don't know. The uh, Super Nintendo yeah, Switch. I, just, I like how that sounds, you know? Yeah. I mean, I I do like that Super Nintendo Switch. I don't think they'll call it that. They'll probably end up calling it something like Nintendo Switch 2, which is just shit. Don't oh, do my God. Oh. But we're, apparently we're getting confirmation that this is coming. Uh, they've been talking about their next-gen hardware all week. It's apparently going to be upgrading to next-gen, mm-hmm. uh, whatever that means. So they've said to keep hold of your Nintendo account. Uh, during this week, during the financials reports briefing, uh, we've heard a total number that Nintendo has on the uh, Nintendo Online at 290 million. There's 290 million accounts on Nintendo Switch. Uh, that's crazy. Top, that's insane. Uh, it was brought up again during the Q&A portion of Nintendo's financial briefing this week, including how it relates to next-gen hardware. This is where it starts getting interesting. Uh, Shinya Takashi uh, stated, tools like social media provide us more opportunities for feedback. We want to develop products that are fun for consumers, that we're also enjoying the development process. It's probably what kinds of interesting things are, imp- are possible, including new initiatives for Nintendo Switch Online. Uh, in the Nintendo Switch generation, it feels like we have gotten ourselves closer to consumers via a Nintendo account. I think an integrated hardware software business that captures the spirit of Nintendo will continue to be central. Uh, in development of both hardware and software going forward, we must consider ways to make easily connectable our core video game business with the consumer experiences outside of our dedicated video game platform. Sounds like they're going to be basically giving you more benefits for having a Nintendo Switch. Yeah. Uh, They're not at stage to talk about next generation hardware. That was the hint. Uh, We think it's most important to create unique integrated software products the activities we leverage through Nintendo accounts should be well connected to those products. Sounds like they're taking a leaf from the Xbox as well. They're yeah. going to be branching this onto more platforms. So it could be, by the sounds of it, they're going to be bringing Nintendo Switch Online, Nintendo eShop to other platforms. We'll see, man. I mean, um, I'm, I'm finally glad to hear Nintendo or people at Nintendo talking about this because, you know, for like the past two years, I don't know if you've been keeping up with this. But that NVIDIA leak uh, leaked out all this information, you know, about two to three years ago. And yeah. it was saying that the uh, people who make that Tegra, you know, like the chip inside the Switch right now is a Tegra X chip. 
So yeah. the company who makes that were saying that they were making a brand new chip uh, specifically for. They didn't say that it was for Nintendo, but I mean, what else do they work on? They just work on Nintendo Switch stuff right now. So yeah. they had came out and leaked that out on accident, but they was also leaking out a whole bunch of other games that have since came out. You know, like the Dead Space remake was hinted in that. Final Fantasy, the, uh, the RE4 remake was hinted in that. There was a bunch of games that got leaked and a bunch of stuff that came out of that NVIDIA leak. And yeah. really the Nintendo Switch uh, Pro or the Super Nintendo Switch is like the last thing that everybody had been waiting for. So, I mean, I hope I hope that Nintendo succeeds with this. But, I mean, just going off the history of, of Nintendo, it seems like every time they have a great generation, the next generation, they just flop. And I'm hoping that whenever they, they drop this new uh, Switch or whatever, I'm hoping that this thing doesn't flop. But just looking at other things, like if you look at from like the 64 <laughs> to the GameCube, yeah. they flop with the GameCube. You look at the Wii, it was a it was a commercial success selling the most. Flop with the Wii U. Yeah. Then the Wii U flop and now the Switch is coming out and they have over what? 120 million is currently sitting at the top, right? And yep. I don't, I don't know how they plan on catching that success again because most people are like, oh, well, I, I would just keep my switch. I keep my, I keep my normal switch. Yeah. I mean, this is interesting. They're talking about Switch Pro, but the reason that I'm thinking about this <laughs> is because they have been going on lately about 4K, 4K screens on a Nintendo Switch. They have been talking about increasing hardware, adding things like voice chat which I know you and me have said they need to do oh, yeah. uh, immediately. There's loads of stuff they could do with the Switch. If they're going to create a Switch Pro, they really need to go all in. But the thing is, a lot of people, when they say, oh, we'll just stick to the Switch, if you gave Nintendo Switch players the option to have voice chat and the ability to have 4K screen and the, with four, well, 4K supported for, for dock, at least, and you had additional space to add more games and you had all the other stuff that they don't currently have, I guarantee you people would throw that Switch in the bin if to get their hands on a Nintendo Switch Pro or a Super Nintendo Switch, whatever you want to call it. But do you think that that would bode well? Like, imagine if if if, if they come out and go, okay, look, we got this new Switch. If you guys want to come online and voice chat, we finally got voice chat. I feel like people, people, I feel like that would anger people because what's stopping you from implementing that same system onto a normal Switch? Mm. They, they, that would probably piss the people off. I mean, the issue is, and a lot of people have Switch. Still struggling with this, but the reason it isn't in and they don't in the Switch now, and the reason they don't have extra hardware is because they're using nearly eight-year-old tech yeah. in that Switch. The Switch is out of date by a long way. That's why you're not going to get next-gen titles on Switch because it can't run on Switch. The Switch is fucking peanut compared to the, the tech they're using to make the next-gen version of games. You're not going to get an Horizon or, you know, a, bra a any of the brand new looking games. You're not going to get Starfield on Switch because it's not capable of being run. What they should have done when they released the OLED was increase the graphics cards and up and upgraded that console. It's very very minuscule upgrade. Yeah, they should have gave you a did it like they definitely should have gave us a like a like an upgraded dock. So then that way, whenever mm. you dock it, you can you can get your you know your more stable games with your with your higher res textures and stuff like that. But the, um, you do know, like like I was talking about with the whole NVIDIA leak, do you yeah. know how strong they said that this new Switch is supposed to be? Because I can tell you what they said. I don't remember, so you're going to have to tell me. Is they said this is going to put the, the they, you know, that this is going to put the new Switch, the Switch is going to be on par with a Xbox One and a PS4. Mm, I don't know how to feel about that. Exactly. I mean, like those, like those games from last gen. You know, of course, we still got. You know, you got some beautiful games. You got Red Dead Two came out. 
you got Spider-Man, you got God of War, you got games like Rise Under Rome on the Xbox, Gears of War 5. Mm-hmm. So the games have the potential to look amazing. But yeah. it's just, it's just, it's like... They're, 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 they're lo- All right, so Nintendo at this point really feels like to me they're comparable to our servers, to our server company. <laughs> Because our server company is running two-gen old video codec, which is why we're not able to upload a lot of videos, and they look like they they look like a bag of shit because they're running at 30 <laughs> FPS. YouTube yeah. are running two generations ahead. YouTube is essentially Xbox and PlayStation, and Nintendo is the guys that run our servers. Yeah, they always have been behind. I mean, I feel it's like so the last time times. I feel like the last time Nintendo actually competed was during that GameCube generation. Yeah. Yeah. And then just like I said, you know, because they gave up. When, yeah, because like they like the GameCube was super strong compared to the competition at the time. This is what yeah. Resident Evil 4 first was, you know, RE4 was exclusive to the GameCube at yeah. the time. So it's like I feel like they realized, hey, we put all this effort in and, you know, we came out swinging and we got this powerful box. But nobody cares because the GameCube sold abysmally compared to everything else. So I feel like it's like now they realize, hey, we don't need to have the best hardware. We just got to put out some of the best experiences, some of the best games, which is what they have right now. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. I just, anyway, I, I, we've, we've been I, rambling now for about half an hour, so we need to move <laughs> on. Roll the thing. <laughs> Are you looking to start a podcast? Sign up with Podbean. Voted the number one online podcast app by people like you and its users. Use our promo code popbean.com slash gamesinquirer. That's capital G and capital E. I get your first month completely free. It's easy to use. You can record right on the app. No mess, no fuss. Sign up today and get your first month free on us. And it helps us out too. What are you waiting for? Join the number one podcast app on the internet. With promo link podbean.com forward slash gamesinquirer. Kicking us off this week, Humble Choice One Year Membership. Uh, you can get £22 off, £76 with voucher code. Use the code HOLIDAY22, HOLIDAY22. That is the Humble Bundle. Uh, use the discount code. You get £22 off for the year. Uh, Red Dead Redemption 2 on PS4 and Doom Eternal right now on Amazon is £21.95 for free postage and packaging. No, you don't need a replacement code. Just get on there quick. If you're in the US, use a VPN. Uh, 8-Bit Do Lights SE, I don't know what that is, uh, for games with limited mobility. You can get that £30 right now at Amazon uh, with free posters and packaging. Uh, and Assassin's Creed Valhalla and Watch Dogs Legion right now for PC. Uh, use the co- It doesn't have a code. You will need a Turkey VPN, but it's £6.77 on Epic Games, which isn't bad at all. You can get two games for £6.77. That's not bad. Uh, Alienware M15 R6 gaming laptop using an i7 RTX 3080, which is insane. 16 gigabyte of RAM, uh, one terabyte SSD. Using NVIDIA G-Sync, uh, it does have a slightly damaged box, which is why it's been reduced. But an eBay right now with Curry's, use the code BAG20 off. That is BAG20 off. You get 40% off on that laptop. It's down to 1341 down from 2200 that is insane that is on ebay curry's page it's pretty much brand new it's just got a slightly scratched up shell they've not nearly 800 quid off that's insane uh asus rog strix uh gold plate pcu modular atx power supply unit right now 74.99 that is down from 105 pound with free posters and packaging uh nhl 21 on xbox one and series x right now and the game collection is six pound 95 
you can also get the Lego 71387 Super Mario Avengers with Luigi starter course right now for £27.50 on Amazon. That's great if you've got kids for Christmas and you're looking for a new gift. Uh, those uh, Lego Mario Nintendo Switch pack, packs are really rather cool. I really want one myself, to be honest. Uh, Nintendo Switch membership right now, CD keys uh, for one year is £13.29. 12 month subscription Nintendo Switch. That's about an £8, I think, off. I think it's about eight quid. That's not bad, though. You get that for £13.29 right now on CD keys. Uh, Minecraft right now on Amazon on Nintendo Switch is £19. Uh, you can find Tabletop Classics Bundle uh, for £5.31 right now on Humble Bundle. Uh, that deal is expiring next on the 25th. So you've got about a week, roughly. Uh, Turtle Beach Recon 50X uh, headset right now with free collection at Argos. That works on all consoles and PC. Uh, £15 on Argos. That's not bad at all. That's, I think they usually go for about 30 So you're saving yourself about 50, 15 quid, Something like that. Uh, the War Is Mine Android game right now, Google Play this week, is their discounted game. That deal runs out on the 18th of this month. Uh, that is only £1.39 though on the Android Google Play Store. Uh, it's rather good deal, actually. The uh, game is usually sent for about seven quid, so it's not bad. Oli Oli World, a game that is most likely going to win some awards this year uh, on Nintendo Switch. It does come with a code. There's no physical box. However, at Smith's right now, you can get 31% off. That is down for £15, down to 10 uh, just under £10. Uh, you can get that on Nintendo Switch for about five or off. Uh, the X-Rocker Video Rocker Junior Gaming Chair uh, with Luigi bowser or yoshi design is 30 pounds right now argos that deal is expiring the end of the next week so you've got some time uh, the hori fighting stick mini for nintendo switch right now last deal right now is 40 pounds that is 10 pounds off you can get the free potions and packaging delivered straight to your door from amazon and that is all for your deals of the week some good deals there man uh, it's some rather good deals. I might have a look at that myself for Christmas, to be honest. I really want uh, one of those uh, Luigi adventure packs for the Switch. Yeah. You know, the ones that... The Mario... Yeah. I like the Mario Lego pack things, man. Those things are just mad expensive, though. Yeah, but I mean, you got one there right now for like only about 20, 30 quid. That's not bad at all. Yeah. That isn't a bad deal at all. Um, Google Stadia. I have never tried Google Stadia, and the reason I've never tried it is because it's fucking laughably shit. But... The uh, refunds are coming. Uh, shout out to one of my old friends. I haven't spoken to him in a long, long time. Uh, Mr. Lampere, who did the advert for Google Stadia. I think he's uh, he's kicking himself or he's laughing himself all the way to the bank. Either way. Uh, but the uh, Google Stadia refunds are now incoming. There's still no word, though, on the controller's fate if you're going to get your money back for that. So if you spend £40 on the Google Stadia controller, you may be shit out of luck. Uh, it's good. It's a bit of sweet news, though, for Google Stadia fans. The uh, service is dropping in January of next year. Uh, it will no longer be running. Uh, Stadia shut-off date is the 18th of January 2023. Uh, they said, we ask your patience as we work through each transaction. So they're refunding every single game you've ever bought. <laughs> They better yeah. be glad that they even getting 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 those refunds out, man. Because like, I'm pretty Google. sure somewhere somewhere yeah. in that in that little license agreement, you know what I mean? I know that yeah, it has no refunds there exactly yeah. because everybody knows that whenever you buy something online, especially in this day and age, you never really own it. You just own the license to be able to access <coughs> it. NFTs, NFTs, exactly. So it's yeah. like, yeah, people better be glad that they even getting these getting these refunds back, man, because they don't have to give you back anything. Yeah. 
that is true. I mean, the controller, you will still be able to use it with a USB-C connection. So you'll be able to switch it over to either Xbox or something. But it won't entirely become a brick. Uh, you will need to use a wire, though. You won't be able to use it wirelessly. Uh, it's still not looking good, though. Stadium wireless controller connectivity will be disabled when the server shut down next year. Google still has to confirm whether or not it will be enabled Bluetooth connectivity for the pad uh, to continue using it wirelessly. It is possible, though. Uh, they are looking into it. It's good. They they may have to because people have bought that are going to be very very unhappy. Uh, it seems like a no brainer considering the controller is Bluetooth capable. So if you are worried, there is hopefully will be a solution later on. Otherwise, it's going to be a phone charger to connect it to other stuff. <laughs> <laughs> All this has just been one big shit show. I I don't yeah. I'm not I don't feel sorry for Google one little bit. Not in the slightest. They bought this on themselves. They do this over and over and over and over again. People should have seen this coming. Google Glass yeah. was the one before that. That was a complete and utter shit show. I hope, I hope people learn a lesson now, man. It's like, yeah. like especially, especially when it when it, when it comes to gaming, right? I, anybody who, who games would would like rather be able to play their games natively. You know what I mean? On like a yeah. box. No, but I don't think it's time for streaming yet. Not not because you know people don't want it. It's just depending on where you live. You know, it's it's just not time for that yet. Uh, and it, it's it's really not good that people actually thought this was going to last because people clearly have not learned from Google's failures that they do this thing over and over and over again where something does not go the exact way they want it. They will can it and throw it in the bin. Yeah. I mean, the only reason they're shutting the service down is because they did not get enough people playing it. And obviously it costs money to run. But when you mm-hmm. look at what they were spending for licenses, it's just laughable. They're paying three yeah. times more than Epic Games is. That's what crazy. Epic Games are. Epic Games was buying licenses for like 100 million licenses to sell games for like 1.4 million a year. Google Stadia was spending like 7, 8 million on one game. And That's you wonder crazy. why they flopped. It's just, it's right. ridiculous. They didn't have a clue what they were doing. They were jumping in feet first to something they knew nothing about, which Trying is kind of like, e- yeah, exactly. Cash grab. They think it's easy. They think because they've seen other people do it. So therefore they'll do it because they're Google. They've got this yeah. massive ego trip with everything. Everything they've ever tried, VR, Google Glass, what was the other stuff? They tried setting up phones that really hasn't gone well, which is why they went to Google Play. So now they do the uh, so network thing, the software, rather than the hardware, because they could not sell a single phone. Their phones are absolute garbage, by the way. Don't ever buy a Google phone. Don't. They're still out <laughs> there. Just don't buy one. Um, they, just, they do this with everything. They do this with absolutely everything. Google Pay has not been doing so well. They've been losing money on that as well. They're just, they're just a failure. The only thing they've ever been good at is a search engine. And they don't even get paid for that. <laughs> it just sucks. Uh, speaking of people who do not know what they're doing, Elon Musk. This story. Uh, there's a reason I hate this guy. I don't know what you feel about him, Ben, but I fucking hate him. Yeah, I don't really have, you know, I don't, I don't really like him, nor do I hate him. I, I just, I see people, especially like all these celebrities, and I just, I just, I, I got, I got no opinions on what they're doing. Well, there's two feet reasons why I don't like Elon Musk. I know I've touched on this before, but for people who haven't listened to this before, there are two reasons why I do not like Elon Musk. Firstly, he's a nonce. Uh, his latest girlfriend, Amber Heard, 
has been accused of drugging and raping 17-year-old girls, having sex with them. Apparently, he was involved in these sex parties himself, so he's sleeping with a minor. If it is, if he is connected, he's he's been having sex with children. Uh, and secondly, uh, the reason where he got his money from the original 22 million, which he used to buy PayPal, he didn't invent it. It was something that was already out there. Online banks are not something new. Uh, he got his money from childhood uh, child slavery in Africa. His mm. father used to own a diamond mine, uh, and those were child slaves as well that they took from villages. That's where he got the money from, because when the government shut that mine down, they gave the father a hefty amount of money for shutting it down, as they did to usually white uh, white slave owners during apartheid. And that's where Elon got a hefty amount of money from. Now, he's made this situation worse, and he's not doing himself any favours, but this whole fake verified Twitter thing that he's currently got going on, I am debating whether to buy this. <laughs> I am debating... You can't get in on the jokes. Well, it's not just that, and I know that the people are going to find it icky, and I know I'm going to get hundreds, if not at least a couple of people mocking me for it. But the issue I have with this, and the reason I'm looking at doing it, is because I've noticed my traffic dropping quite significantly. Mm. My impressions on Twitter have gone from around 2,000 a post down to around 40. That's a huge drop for us. And yeah. I can't afford to keep that going because I need people to be paying attention. It's the only way we're going to grow. Now, the issue I also have is I also have a number of bots and fake accounts and scam artists constantly adding me and trying to send me messages all day long. Yeah. Uh, I've been getting a couple of those, man, because I've been uh, using Twitter a lot more. So I'm, mm. I'm, I'm guessing, I'm guessing, you know, because I, I got a couple of tweets, you know, sometimes they get a thousand likes, you know, they get a couple thousand views or whatnot, but somebody reached out to me the other day. It's some kind of energy drink company uh, asking if if, 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 I, if they could sponsor me or make me an affiliate. So uh, I checked it out. It's a, it's a real company. So Yeah, but that's, this is the thing. We've had them as well. And this usually comes from either the ones we've had are for uh, people that set up uh, computer software, Mm-hmm. Like computer builds, and they'll set up your whole gaming space. They're a real company, but they wanted me to pay for it first. Not the fact Yikes. that I, they wanted me to pay for the whole thing before they did anything, number one. Yeah. And then they were saying that if for every person that you bring on, we'll give you 10%. So I've got to sell these people to other people that I don't know. Come spend £10,000 getting your PC set up built. But the only way I'm able to do that, to actually get that affiliate, is if I spend 10000 myself. It's it's mm. kind of dodgy, to be honest. Yeah. Uh, and we've, we've had plenty of these. We've had people offering us Bitcoin investment and stuff. We're getting these all week. But with Twitter, it's getting worse because I'm getting stuff for work from home, job security, working, selling, marketing to people, to single mothers. If it's not that, it's like, I don't know whether it's Chinese or Japanese. It's, it looks like it's East Asian writing. So I can't understand what all their names are, what their bio say or anything. I don't know whatever they're trying to send me. I have no, I can't read it. So, but I'm getting like seven or eight of them and all of them were created today. And oh, that's wow. per hour. This constant, I'm blocking reporting every single one, but they're doing my head in. Yeah. And then the other ones are like sending me scans for investing Bitcoin and we'll give you something off this, this and this. It's happening all day. And this is Elon Musk doing. And this whole verified posting is laughable this week because he's had people from Nintendo, somebody faked a Nintendo account, 
They changed their name to Nintendo for us and sent put up a picture of Mario giving all the Nintendo Switch fans and the middle finger. <laughs> <laughs> People actually believed it. Uh, they've had yeah. ones for SpaceX, Tesla, Coca-Cola. They've even had people, including Kathy Griffin, the comedian. The sort of comedian. I don't really find her funny. But mo- pretending to be Elon Musk. This, this, the, <laughs> this Twitter thing, this Twitter verification is just ridiculous. It's stupid. And it's clearly not working. Uh, somebody pretended to be Elon Musk and wrote, uh, comedy is now failing. Just look at my own tweets. Uh, mm. It's, it's ridiculous. Uh, others have been posing as businesses and political organisations. Uh, Ellie Lillian Co., which is a, uh, I think that's a medical branch in the US, I think. Uh, they said they've announced insulin is now free. Oh, I thought it. That's, that's messed up. They lost uh, so much money, dude. Yes, they did. Uh, APAC USA. We love apartheid. Somebody pretended be the APAC USA account and wrote, we love apartheid. We love slavery, mm. essentially. segregation. <laughs> Whoever, you're, that's fucked up. Uh, People losing their other stocks. Yes. Uh, Chiquita brands. Somebody faked being them and said, we've just thrown the government of Brazil. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> There's a current riots <laughs> in Brazil because people think the election was stolen. And you write yeah. that? Oh, man. Oh, uh, somebody also wrote, uh, Kim Kipling, I can't understand this. Somebody wrote Tesla. Somebody pretended to be Tesla. This <laughs> 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 post. A second Tesla has hit the World Trade Center. You are fucked up. That's crazy, man. <laughs> Jesus. Oh. Somebody just made a terrorist threat. But, oh, people mate. have no shame. They have no shame. They just, this is ridiculous. Nestle. Somebody's, their, their name, their handle is Nestle Death Cult. But because of the verification, they've got a blue tick next to the word Nestle. <laughs> Nestle, they wrote, we steal your water and sell it back to you, lol. <laughs> Uh, SpaceX, someone told Elon his dick would be bigger on Mars, and that's honestly that's all he's been on about. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Coca Cola. You should know this because the name is actual Coca Cola. That's the word at actual Coca Cola. That's never been the actual name, right? Uh, they wrote, We are proud to announce we are the number one plastic polluter in the world four years in a row. With God as my witness, we vow to do a fifth. Wow. Uh, somebody also pretended to be Elon said people asked why we at SpaceX have accepted billions in government subsidies during our lifespan to do a quarter of NASA pulled off decades ago but we're a privatised company we don't have a good answer but people often ask us <laughs> it's, it's just the, the amount of people that are just trolling with this is ridiculous and it's not just the bots and the scam artists they're getting away with it it's people just pulling off stuff like this and they're getting away. And it took them hours to take it down as well. <laughs> took them hours to take it down. The Nintendo one was up for two hours before anyone realised. Of, of, of the Nintendo account just sending Mario with his middle finger up telling people to fuck off. <laughs> it was up there for hours. Uh, somebody That's pretending to be Valve and said, we're excited to unveil Ricochet Neon Prime. Our next competitive platform. Can't wait to see you on the grid. That was completely mm. fake. That went 
off like a rocket. People were getting all hyped. People were thinking, yes, this is happening. And then it turned out it was a fake account. Nintendo of America, also known as Nintendo of Us, which should have been notable because of the verification blue tick. People fell for it. Uh, they were giving them telling everybody to fuck off with the Mario, you know. Um, Valve, blue tick is a problem. Misinformation is so easy to spread, blah, blah, blah. Basically admitting this is a fake account. This is, this, this is the same group of people doing this, and Elon Musk has allowed this to happen, and he has no clue what he's doing. Philip DeFranco, the YouTuber, the big YouTuber, he has like 5 million subs. Uh, he came out and said he was in the Twitter spaces with Elon Musk. Elon Musk was basically going on about how he's has absolutely no idea what he's doing. He was saying it's all very complicated, and he doesn't quite understand it yet. His phone then broke, and instead of trying to reconnect the call... He cut off and left the spaces group during the middle of, a, of an investor's meeting. <laughs> wow. This guy hasn't a clue what he's doing. And he's only hired Twitter for about two weeks. He's already think, telling employees that he's thinking of bankruptcy. <laughs> that dude is a joke, man. That's he's crazy. had the company two weeks. And he's already thinking about bankruptcy. He's lost $36 billion in a week, bam. Yeah, that's a lot of money. That's a lot. For, he spent $44 billion. He's lost 36 of it in the space of a week. And he's already thinking about bankruptcy. This guy's a joke. Uh, we're going to be jumping over eventually to Mastodon, if any of you guys want to jump over with us. You say you're jumping over to where? Mastodon. What the hell is that? It's like, it's like, sort of like, it's a cross between Discord and Twitter, essentially. Uh, it's a new app. There's also the one that uh, Jack Fuller, the guy who invented Twitter, is uh, is building as well. I can't remember. I think it's called Blue Sky. That's going to mm-hmm. be another one. But there's plenty of other alternatives to Twitter. I did do a uh, top six, top five uh, other platforms that I like Twitter. Uh, but Mastodon, I think. There's a lot of people in the gaming industry. A lot of developers are jumping over there. They've had enough of Twitter. I've had enough of Twitter, but at the moment, it's the place to be until Mastodon starts picking up. We're going to stay, and when it doesn't, we're gone. Uh, moving on, though, from Elon Musk, because he's just going to drive me up the wall. Uh, Doom Eternal. The composer has accused the director at ID Software about lying about the original soundtrack's failure. Uh, this is going back to a couple of weeks ago. Uh, Mark, Mike Mick Gordon. Accused Doom Eternal executive producer of lying about the issues with the soundtrack. Uh, this thing between these two studios has been going off for months. Back and forwards of accusations, but who's lying, who's standing the truth. Uh, this re- relation to a 2019 statement. This is how far back it goes. Uh, the director, Stratton, said the project's poor musical quality was attributed to difficulties from the composer. Some have suggested we've been careless or disrespectful. And others are speculating that Mick wasn't given the time or creative freedom to deliver something or better. Fact is, none of that is true. A post addressed numerous factual discrepancies with Stratton's statement, that is Gordon, one of them being the amount of time he had to work on the project. He said, I received the contract 48 hours before the game was released. He had 48 hours to make an entire game soundtrack. <laughs> My God, I feel sorry for you, Mick. 48 hours. You gave the guy 48 hours to make an entire game soundtrack. 
you know how long that shit takes? I gotta say, man, I I don't feel sorry for that for that dude at all. If he knows that somebody gave him this impossible job or this impossible task, why would you even accept it? Because they offered him a shit ton of money to do hey, it. Wait, hey, if it's not, problem. mate, if someone if someone offered me like a hundred thousand pounds to do a soundtrack, and they gave me two days to do it, my god, I would do my very fucking best. So that sounds but like still, a personal problem to me. So it's like, why yeah. why pretend that? He didn't take on this job, and if it was suffering problems, okay, then what they said wasn't a lie. I could care less if, if they gave him a day to do it, but if you say, yeah, man, I got it. I'll do it, and then if you accept payment for said job, then yeah, then what they said is true. Mm. I mean, never I, 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 will, I will actually change that because he said he had nine months he was working on the, on the script, but he didn't get a contract until two days before the game released. So what was Which he doing? Which is why he, he would just... he said he said he wouldn't gonna do the work until he got a contract. Uh, I demanded several extensions following the delay uh, because of the fact that it was gonna take too long, but they didn't want to delay the game after at all. He said he wasn't gonna do the work until he was under contract, and the contract did not come until after the delay. Uh, the screenshot included a screenshot of an email uh, appearing to back Gordon's claim. They wasn't signed until March 18th of 2020. Uh, Bethesda had announced a delay to the game's launch on March the 11th. Uh, Gordon's post says that after he objected to Stratton publicly blaming him for the state of Doom Eternal, he presented evidence undermining Stratton's allegations. Lawyers representing Zenimax and Stratton offered to settle. After what Gordon describes as a necessarily drawn-out process, Zenimax offered him a six-figure sum based on Stratton's Reddit post staying up. Gordon never been able to talk about the situation or disparage Stratton or Zenimax again. He said whoever he chose to publish the post because as far as I'm concerned, truth and honesty are more important than any amount of money. Elsewhere in Gordon's post, he still hasn't been paid for half of Doom Eternal's music. Uh, and endured prolonged harassment and death threats from Stratton and his Reddit users uh, because of the email that was put up. Uh, he said the added that lawyers working on Stratton's behalf repeatedly dragged out the settlement process and insisted that any resolution involved Stratton leaving his Reddit post up and Gorn quietly accepting the blame for the problems of the game's release. Ouch. I I, I would also tell them to F off, by the way. If that was me. That's, that's just... Zenimax, I'm, thank God they're now under Xbox, to be honest. Because that whole thing just sounds god-awful. Yeah, it sounds awful, but like I don't know, man. Like I said, though, I mean, I can't, I can't, I can't take, I can't feel sorry for somebody who, who accepts a, a job like that. Like, mm. well, you, you basically you put yourself working under those conditions, and that's and that's what I'm saying. That's my whole thing with with like any of these developer stories that come out. We're talking about stuff like it's like you're an adult. You can easily yeah. say no and then walk away. <laughs> like I'm not I, feel, I, I, I would not really love for you to do I'm it. Not, to do a, it I would really love for you to do a seminar, Bam. And you just you just bring all of these developers that have issues with each other <laughs> into one room. Like, stand on like, stage bro, and go, man, like, fuck up. <laughs> like you was in the military, just like I was in the military, right? And it's like at some point in your life, you got to realize is like if if you don't have your best interests in mind. Why in the hell should I care about you and your feelings if you don't even care yeah. about yourself? It's like, yeah. I, 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 yo, we're, we're a different breed, though. Words. We're a different breed. There's not many. There's not I, many people in this industry with military experience, and I think if there was, this short shit wouldn't happen. Yeah. 
Apologies if you can hear that whining in the background. That is my puppy crying. He wants his dinner. It won't be long. I will be feeding him soon as I finished here. But uh, before we jump into some music, uh, Lego now has in- said they are rejecting all future Zelda fan submissions. Please stop sending them in. Uh, this is because they are no longer working with Nintendo, apparently, which is insane. I never saw that coming. Uh, it means there's an official one coming or another company now owns the rights. So basically, I don't know. I don't know how many other competitors that Lego has. They had Duplo, but that's not really the same thing. Uh, this means there's a lower licensing issue. Uh, so there's no more licenses. Please stop sending Nintendo or Lego submissions for Zelda. Uh, it means Nintendo have finally taken a hint, or the or rival of the world's most famous brick toys has beaten Lego to the punch. There isn't that many. According to the article, uh, Zelda fans can no longer make submissions to Lego. Please stop doing it, they said. Uh, they explained Brick Fanatics. Lego Ideas is a platform in which people can submit ideas for future votes or future products and that other users can back. Uh, they would like to see it become a reality. Lego will review any set that receives 10,000 votes or more. And even though eight Zelda submissions are past that go, apologies if you can hear this in the back, this dog is whining ridiculously loud. Uh, not any, not every fan-made Zelda Lego set will make it. Uh, licensed conflict message one th- could mean one of two things. It might mean Lego is finally taking a hint. Uh, one or more Lego sets will officially be in the works. However, their working relationship with Nintendo is still unknown. It is still launching the Super Mario sets, though, because that license has not expired. However, the Zelda set has uh, it must admit that a rival company has nabbed the license. Uh, Brit Fanatics highlights that when you attempt to make a Mario submission to Lego Ideas, it reads a different message from the one that's associated with Zelda. Uh, there's also Mega Constructs may be the competitor uh, because they also hold the Pokemon license with Lego. It has been submitted Lego sets and Lego Ideas that don't be disheartened. This is something they are working on uh, because they are also working on Sonic, apparently, for Lego, which is interesting. Uh, because of the obviously success we may be seeing some sonic sets i would like to see that to be honest i would like to see a lego sonic i'm i'm i haven't played with lego since i was nine years old but i will jump back in if they bring sonic to lego oh yeah that'll be dope oh yes uh that being said we're gonna jump in some music i'm gonna go feed this dog before he, he makes me pull my own ears off <laughs> bad enough all right talking to himself anyway don't go anywhere we'll be right back Talk Games Podcast, episode 85. I'm good, yeah, I'm feeling alright. Baby, I'ma have the best fucking night of my life. And wherever it takes me, I'm down for the ride. Baby, don't you know I'm good, yeah. Time. Yeah. And I- 
Five of the Talking House podcast. Me host the major. I'm here with Bam Bam. Uh, would you still consider yourself a YouTuber, Bam, or you just join the rest of us in the gutter right now? Yeah, just man, I, I, I think I'm just in the gutter, man. It's, it's that takes up way too much time, man, and you know, family, kids, work. Yeah. Trying to make content is is super hard. Trying to make it, it's, it's it's really hard. Yeah. Well, since we got kicked off YouTube, I've been trying to find other ways to do videos because I still love doing videos. Uh, I did do a midweek this week, if you guys haven't seen it. It's on the website. Uh, you just have to look up the article. It is in featured. Uh, it is also on the trending tab because it has been watched around 50 times so far. I'm hopefully, hopefully we'll get more than that. Uh, if you guys like that content, do let me know and I will make more. Speaking of which, we are looking for more people to join this podcast and come on as a PC reviewer. We need a PC reviewer, please. Uh, if you are interested in joining the team, you can email us gamesinquirer@gmail.com. Uh, send us an email if you're interested in doing either and uh, let us know. Uh, but other than that, we'd, in the uh, midweek, we did discuss this. But I wanted to touch on this for you, Bam, because I want to get your opinion on this. Because I've, I've been giggling at this all week since I saw this. This is beyond ridiculous. FIFA, the governing body of football, they split from EA Sports this past year. FIFA 23 will be their last rendition their last licensed partnership with EA Sports. For 30 years, that partnership has been going. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've replaced EA Sports with four blockchain games. And they <laughs> said, this is going to be the future of, of FIFA. Jesus. Now, one of these games, the first one, which I touched on, you don't do anything. You basically just sign the player and that's it. And then you sit there and watch AI-controlled matches with what looks like sausages in clothes playing football. What? I'm not even joking you. Sausages with googly eyes playing football as AI. There's no, you have no input whatsoever. Uh, I, I want to get your opinion on this because I have been laughing my arse off at the ridiculousness. It's all gambling as well. You have to pay them to win digital prizes and if you have this real life betting as well on matches, and if you get a match result right, then you win a prize for your AI team. That's horrible. Uh, is that is a shit idea? And the fact that FIFA thinks this is going to take off, are they having a laugh? Uh, <laughs> and these games are not even like they don't even roll off the tongue. Like the first one is called AI League FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 Edition. That is a mouthful. It's made yeah. by the state. It's a 4p4 casual football game played between AI-controlled players where you input tactical moments. That sounds mm-hmm. beyond boring. And it's also, obviously, as I said, betting. So you have to bet on the real-life result. 
to win new players for your team? Yeah, I think it's going to flop. <laughs> and the fact it's going to, and you have to buy an NFT as well yeah. to get onto the blockchain to even access it. <sighs> yeah, that's going triple, triple plastic. I don't know what they were thinking. I don't know who, <laughs> who at the board meeting sat down and said, "Hey, man, let's uh, you know, let's do this." Uh, I, I, I like, love football. I love football. But this is just this is the shittest idea I've ever heard. <laughs> That is so, so crap. They got to hire me, man. I could come up with a better thing. Like, if I wiped my ass of shit, it would still be better than this. Exactly. That would be, yeah. <laughs> Just look at the toilet paper. You can play football with a, with a shitty toilet paper. It would, would be better than this. <laughs> um, like, like, what are we doing, man? <laughs> uh, next game, and I'm not even joking about this name. FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 in the Upland Metaverse. That's the title of the game. <laughs> that is a mouthful. Uh, it's yeah. basically blockchain metaverse where you buy and sell virtual properties. And if you win, you can watch highlights from the tournament. <laughs> oh, my God. Has anybody ever heard of a TV? <laughs> right. You gotta pay exorbitant amount of money to buy a game that you don't even use, so you can watch highlights from the tournament. <laughs> YouTube? Anyone? Is that a right. thing anymore? Uh, uh, and that's third... if you win, right? So if, if you, you lose, you can't even watch it. No. <laughs> <laughs> no uh, the next horrible. one is—I can't even pronounce this name. This is how badly this is. How shit his name is, honest to God. FIFA World Cup 2022 on Fittigal. And that's not even a word. P-H-Y-G-T-L. That's the name of it. What is that supposed to say? I don't even... You can augment a Golden Globe football, but you only get a scrap of it. So basically, this claims that you'll get the a Golden Globe football, uh, but you'll only own a limited fragment of it, which internalizes the pictures from World Cup. And you're paying for this? Mm. You're getting a, and it's not even a real football. It's a fake football, a picture of a football, where you're getting a tiny piece of that. What? And you're paying for that? That's not a game. It's basically a collage. You could have you could have made that on your phone. <laughs> uh, if FIFA's words, this is the actual quote from FIFA for this football game. I use quotations there: a digital representation of eternal fandom. That is a load of shit, FIFA. A load of crap. That is a load of crap. Last one, match day challenge, FIFA World Cup 2022 edition, Qatar. Uh, according to the press release, uh, it's basically football cards. Social prediction. You have to bet on the game and you get a football card, a digital football card, not a real one. Uh, where these football cards, basically, it sounds to me like the uh, the uh, the match cards where they it's like two cards are hitting each other and it knocks down points. That's fantastic. That is. That sounds riveting. They've dropped EA Sports for this and thinks this is going to work. This is really going to... If they think that, they are delusional. 
And they wanted a billion pounds as well from EA for this. They're not going to get that from these NFT games. I guarantee you that. Guarantee you that. Uh, Shiguru Miyamoto uh, says he thinks the Super Mario Bros. will succeed. Uh, he announced earlier this week that Mario creating industry icon says the movie thinks the movie will succeed even with non-gamers who've never played Super Mario. Uh, the movie has been a, has the potential to be a success, he said. Uh, the Q&A session they held this past week, uh, he's covered a range of topics, including uh, Splatoon 3, as well as on the movie. Uh, he's a figure that's very legendary amongst Nintendo. He's been around for a very, very long time at Nintendo. Uh, he shared his thoughts on everything Nintendo. He said this continuing success on Nintendo Switch... Uh, in light of hardware divisions and recent high-profile releases. Uh, he said he was asked about expanding the Mario franchise to new audiences with a new movie. He explained the film creators have spent a lot of time trying to craft something that will appeal to a broader audience, while also assuring gamers that will be faithful to their memories of the game. Unfortunately, if you watch the trailer and you've heard Chris Pratt's rendition of Mario, that sounds like Chris Pratt does not sound like Mario. If I if I could speak Indian or Italian or, or Spanish, I would rather listen to the foreign because that sounds more like Mario. Chris yeah, Pratt I mean, sounds like Chris Pratt. <laughs> I've seen that trailer, and, like, i got to see some more, because I I went on a couple podcasts, you know, and, and talked about this, and my whole thing is this, is that we right. haven't ever heard Mario ever speak in full-blown sentences ever. Right. The only time we've ever heard Mario speak is he'll say a couple words. So it's like... I'm okay with, with the voice right now. I mean, as long as it doesn't sound like Chris Pratt and I'm thinking about Guardians of the Galaxy when I'm watching this movie, I'll be cool with it. I'm I'm more concerned of how are they going to make Luigi sound? You yeah. know what I mean? I mean, I don't even know how Luigi sounds. Yeah, because, like, it's just like Mario. Speak. It's, like, yeah. it's, it's just like Mario. It's like we never hear these characters speak, so... Uh, Super Mario Bros. is obviously going to have a hard time winning over fans because of the Chris Pratt situation. Uh, it has received the blessing of the Mario's original creators, though. Uh, their gamers are sometimes overly possessive, apparently, but it's clear that Miyamoto wants to, right, wants to do the right thing by them with this new movie. Uh, you will have to wait till 2023. It isn't released until next year, so you've got time. Hopefully, they'll release uh, some more trailers. I'm still kind of shooting you said you've been on another podcast, though, Bam. How dare you? Yeah. No, man, you know, people <laughs> want to hear these bad takes. Yes, you should get me on some more podcasts. I wouldn't mind doing some more. Yeah, that, yeah. Telling you to come around those uh, Twitter spaces, man. The people oh, man, there's, looking, you know? I've, I've been reading your <laughs> tweets about these Twitter spaces, <laughs> and I'm just like, I would not be able to do it. I'm already grey. Mm. I don't want to be more grey. It's the wild, wild west in there, man. And those nuts. people are, those, you know, those guys are straight up fanatics for these pieces of plastic, I promise you. It's crazy. Yeah, I could, I couldn't, I couldn't deal with the uh, with the fanboy war. I have that on a daily basis. It's not. <laughs> I don't, I don't want to put myself through that intentionally. I've, I've been reading your tweets and you've put me off it. To be honest. Oh yeah. <laughs> it's like I can't, I can't bring myself to do it. There's yeah, I don't want to do it. Like some good conversations on there, on, on there sometime, man. You just, I don't know. You gotta like, you gotta weed them out. You know what I mean? Yeah. You should get me on somebody's podcast though. Give me some name drops. Get me, on this, get me on this stuff, man. I'll see what's going on, man. But like I said, yo, you got to come around because, yeah. like, most people on there, you know, like, it's just like what you just said, how, like, the same way how you've been turned off, from, you know, from some of those things just just by reading reading about it. These people, yeah. like, they want to talk to you personally and, and see if you're going to come on to their podcast 
and say some crazy stuff because these are people with like 15,000, 30,000 subscribers, stuff like that. God so damn. They don't, so they don't want to really invite anybody on there, you know, and who may, you know, they might get a strike or they may jeopardize the channel, you know what I mean? Mm. I will keep the swearing to a minimum. Occasionally, I can't help it, especially when I've had a very <laughs> stressful day. Yeah, I just want to let loose and rip. <laughs> and they've got 30,000 subscribers. Us with our, with our 200. I love you guys. 200 subs. Thank you so much, everybody, for listening every week. But 30,000, I'd kill for 30,000 listeners. It's a lot that's, of listeners, that's, man. that's the dream. That is the dream, 30,000. Uh, anyway, um, last bit of news, though, before we jump into the ridiculousness that I've uh, heard this week. <laughs> and I know you're going to get a kick out of this, bang, because I've, I've, I love this story. Uh, Hawkwood's <clears throat> Legacy Gameplay Showcase this week showed off the character creator. Uh, Avalanche Studio did a gameplay showcase. They showed off a tour of Hogwarts on the inside. A look at the character creator and a bit more combat. Did you manage to watch it? I watched a bit of it. I like, I like, I like what they're doing. I mean, to be honest, it's not anything. The character creator isn't anything I haven't seen before. Oh, yeah. It's it's things that have been in, you know, it's, it's a similar thing we saw in even in uh, what's it called Saints Row the reboot. Mm-hmm. It was in there as well. I thought I don't know why people didn't vote for that for the worst game of the year. To be honest, I'm still trying to figure that out. Nobody voted for Saints Row. I don't know why. Um, but the character creator has given an insight uh, into what you'd be able to do with your character. Uh, obviously, the whole J.K. Rowling controversy. People are still trying to boycott this game, uh, but having looked forward to Hogwarts Legacy for a long time, there are many that are excited for it. The gameplay footage showed off some combat. Uh, it also had a look at Fog- Forbidden Forest and Hogsmeade Village. Uh, there was a lot of stuff in there. I'm still waiting to see. I didn't see Diagon Alley. I want to see more Diagon Alley. They better be in that game. I'm telling you now, they better be. I didn't mm. see Diagon Alley. Um, Game Director is obviously taking the opportunity to talk about the game's UI and the Field Guide challenges. We will be trying to get a review down for Hogwarts Legacy. I guarantee you that when that game arrives, there will be a walkthrough. I will be doing that 100%. So keep an eye on the website for that. Uh, Most likely, the Media Hub will be launching before February next year because there is a hell of a lot of do. I still have coding. There's problems. Every time I fix one thing, something else breaks. So... It's taking a little bit of time, but I will finish it, I promise. Uh, but that will be up there. It's obviously there's also no Quidditch in Hogwarts Legacy, which sucks. I don't like that idea. They need to have Quidditch in Hogwarts Legacy. I have to. They might be waiting to make their own standalone Quidditch game. Wasn't there a Quidditch game back in the day? There was. was uh, PS, I think that was PS2. PS2 or PS3. I think they released a, an old... An old gen version of Harry Potter, but it wasn't. It was a really crap Harry Potter game, uh, and essentially it was mainly just Quidditch. But it's it was bland and boring and kind of fell by the wayside. They didn't really yeah. do a lot of that. It's it's Quidditch on its own is crap, but it was very very poorly made, which is why it didn't do very well. And a lot of people didn't even know about it at the time. The marketing was terrible. Um, last story this week though. Have you ever heard of a Twitch streamer called Just a Minx? Never heard of. It. Right, okay. So she is the uh, stereotypical gamer girl who streams on Twitch. <laughs> She's one of those. Uh, she got banned from Airbnb for life this past week. What the hell did she do? <laughs> uh, so uh, she's a very popular Irish Twitch streamer. Uh, she booked herself into an Airbnb this past week. She then tried to report intruders. 
She called the police to report intruders in the Airbnb. When the police mm-hmm. arrived, they found a drug cache. <laughs> Jesus. Now, from what people have been saying, it sounds like this is her drug cache. And I'm not talking about a bag of weed here, Bam. Talking about a bunch of cocaine and stuff? Oh, a shitload of drugs. <laughs> this, this, this is the only way you could really say it. It was a shitload of drugs. Beneath yeah. her rented home. Uh, this had a lot of bad news lately. She was banned uh, from Airbnb. On November 3rd, she tried to claim that two men broke into her property. Uh, leading responding police officers find drugs stashed under the house. Uh, the incident is reportedly enough for Airbnb to ban her account permanently for life. Uh, it's been days since she broadcast her last Twitch account. However, Twitch is still functioning. She hasn't had her Twitch account taken down. Uh, she rose to the top of the Twitch charts on the back of popular gaming. Just chatting streams. Earlier this year, she was invited to join Optic Gaming as a content creator, which is a pretty big deal. Uh, she stayed as a content creator at a house with three other members of the Optic Gaming team. Uh, the current situation that resulted in the Airbnb ban came after she was given 24 hours notice to leave the Optic Gaming house she was staying in. Uh, suddenly, without a place to stay, she relied on Airbnb. However, when the men allegedly attempted to break into her house, leading to her cats running away, local police found a stash of drugs underneath the house. <laughs> By the sounds yes. of it, that is a lot of drugs. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, she's currently looking for a new place to live. Uh, she's been banned on TikTok uh, as well for a month. It's issues fighting the ban. Uh, Airbnb has not provided any public reasons, although the uh, stash of drugs and and the and the police are calling this a drug cache. This isn't like they found a couple of joints. It's a drug cache, which means there's a lot of drugs there. She uh, should right. be getting some jail time then or something uh, coming up soon. I she I think it's because it's an Airbnb that she might be getting away with it because of the fact that. If I, they can say she can say it's not hers because she's only it's an Airbnb she's renting it. So somebody got to take that hit though. Yeah, somebody. If they found a drug cash, that's a. I yeah. mean, anyway, how do the police know to look under the house? Why exactly. would they look under the house? That's weird. Somebody, somebody had to tip them off. Yeah, somebody had to tip them off. I mean, this isn't. Uh, she's she's had a lot of issues this past week. Uh, Amaranth, who uh, people know, is going through a. I don't know whether she's getting divorced or not, but her ex is uh, her husband. She came out as married. Uh, has uh, is not a very nice person. Uh, oh, she's you just seeing it? I saw that last week, and uh, I wanted to touch on it. I was going to do it last week, but shout out to Amaranth. I really hope she's have okay. Have you seen? Have okay. So so since we're touching on this, just you know, since since we're here, so you seen all that stuff come out, right? You seen the whole video, everything? Yeah. Okay, so after so that happened about a month ago, a couple of weeks ago, you know, yeah. give or take two, a week or so. But anyways, she she's back on social media posting those, you know, posting pictures with her titties out again, doing all this shit that that uh, she was saying. My husband is making me do this, right? So it's mm-hmm. like if your husband was making you do this, if you didn't want to stream, if you didn't want to do the OnlyFans content, you know, where you got your titties popping out or your breasts popping out everywhere. And if you blame this on your husband saying that he's controlling you, making you do this stuff, why are you on social media still doing this? Yeah. And apparently she hasn't split up with him. She's still with him. Exactly. And that's why, like, people have been talking, you know, online, you know, whatever. And everybody thinks that it was, you know, that it was all just for show. Because if if what you said is true, you have enough money to hire a lawyer 
and, 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 and to split up easily because she's making enough money on her own to where she doesn't need him because, you know, she's making millions of dollars, you know, a month. So it's like, why, if, if, if your husband is making you do this stuff, why are you still with him and why are you still doing these things, quote unquote, I'm doing quotes with my hands. You can't see me, but I'm, I'm doing air quotes with my hands. Why are you still doing all this stuff on social media that you were saying that, that somebody was making you do because you were so like unhappy doing it? It, it yeah. Her story just doesn't add up to me. And I don't, I never believed it. And I, and, and just seeing how, cause like actions always speak louder than words and just seeing what she's doing now. I don't believe any of that the stuff that came out on that on that on that video at all. That's just that's just my opinion on it. I mean, to be honest, I don't really follow her. I don't really pay attention to Twitch streamers. I yeah. do feel sorry for her if it is true if her husband's making her do it. But at the same mm-hmm. time, her uh, the fact she's still doing it is kind of it's confusing. Fishy, yeah, it's fishy. Like the, like the math ain't math. You know what I mean? No. And I do, I, I'm not going to say she's lying up front because I don't know, but right. it's 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 fishy. It's a little bit fishy. Uh, she has reached out to uh, Justin Minks and expressed her concern and her support for her current housing situation. If you're a top streamer, though, you've clearly got enough money. If you're paying for Airbnb, exactly. Airbnb is not cheap. You're paying at least £100, £150 a night. In, my, in some cases, and if you're in a house that has an underneath the house with a garden, and you have access to all of this with your cats for long periods of time, you've clearly got some money. So, Bro, she's the top streamer, right? So yeah. you know, you and I both know. The yeah, simps are three, three, like, four thousand a week, easy. Like, like all the simps are are the ones who's funding all these 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 Airbnbs and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So. I got no sympathy for for you know a streamer that's making millions of dollars a month. It's like just go get a house, just go buy a house. What are you doing? Yeah. Like you yeah. don't need go to get an actual people. apartment, an actual apartment. You wouldn't and have a housing situation. Yeah, <laughs> I mean I don't know where she lives, but at the same time, like it's it's cheaper in the US than it is in the UK. You must be able to find an apartment with the amount of money you have. Bro, with all the money she's making, she can get a why house. Are you, why are you staying in Airbnb? Airbnb <laughs> of all places. Go yeah. to a hotel for fuck's sake. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, uh, that's going to do it. That's been episode 85. I've been Major. Thank you to Bam Bam for joining me this week, bud. Yes, sir, man. You know, it's always a pleasure, man. We always yeah. have a lot of good, you know, a lot of good, funny conversations with, you know, with the dog in the background. Uh, I yes. love it. I've had to cut that out because in case you didn't hear, <laughs> I, I, I would do this again. My dog is in the background having a conversation to himself. And when I'm in conversation, we for no reason. No reason whatsoever. He didn't want to go out. He came straight back in as soon as I opened the door. He's not hungry. He doesn't want anything. He just wanted to have a chat. But, yeah, I've had to cut part of the podcast off because he's really loud. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, it's nice having a conversation with three of us. He had to chime in. Anyway, uh, we'll be back next week for episode 86. Uh, game of the year uh, voting will begin on Wednesday. Uh, the nominees are now being finalised. Those results will be polled today. So once you finish listening to this podcast, go check out Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook, which is forward slash Games Inquirer. You can find the full list of awards or the uh, nominees on there. Uh, you'll also find it on the website, and we'll have the poll page up tomorrow or Tuesday at the latest, because there is a little bit of work to do to get this thing working. It's not just point and click, uh, but you'll be able to find all the results on there. And uh, hopefully, 
you guys will go vote because I do want to beat last year's record for game of the year. We had 300 and something last year. I want to beat that. So if you can, please go vote when that poll goes up. Anyway, uh, I've been Major. I will see you next week. Don't forget to check out the website, gamesinquiry.com, for all your news and reviews. Thank you all for joining us. Stay tuned for next week. And I'll see you on Wednesday for another midweek. I've been Major. Over and out. Have a great weekend, guys. Bye. It's the Talking Games Podcast. <laughs>